T to the motherfucking K. TK, how you doing, my brother? What's going on, family? Man, nothing much, man. Nothing much. Just um, sitting back enjoying my day off, man. Okay. That's what I like to hear. You sound very super virus. You got a super virus, though. Yeah, man. I got to do what I got to do. You sound real serious. What's going on? Not much, much, man. You know, I'm just, you know, navigating life right now, bro. You know, just, just all to it, you know? Right, right. Well, remember, it'll help you get through it. It's not chess. It's not checkers. It's chess. Right. Strategy. Strategy. That's all you got to remember. Strategy. How good are you with strategy? You got to strategize with bills. You got to strategize with your health. You got to strategize yourself with logic. You know, everything is an equation. Even when you walk into a room, do you see one person in the room or do you see everybody in the room? You know, I tell people you have to have a um, – see, great quarterbacks understand this theory. Watch what I'm about to tell you. There's some quarterbacks who only see short short field. They see only 5, 10 yards, right? And that's how some people see life. They only see what's in front of them. They don't, they don't view the whole room. One of the greatest analogies ever I ever told somebody was about – Joe Montana in 1980 or 71, it was the playoff that San Francisco was playing the Dallas Cowboys in San Francisco, right? Right. They was behind. Um, Joe Montana had the ball in the huddle. Any other quarterback would have been serious, we're going to go downfield and do this. But Joe Montana in the huddle told all the players, yo, did you see John Candy in the stands? Hmm. Like, John Candy is here. My point is he saw the whole field, even the people in the stands. Right. Always remember what I just told you. I guarantee you it'll change your life. Hmm. And that's how you view things in life. That's a good deal right there. That's how you view things. Now, you got a pretty female that's a situation in your – it's not a situation that's a kind of – I wanted to think about it for a couple of weeks before I really got to you. About right, this. So right. explain to me. Give me all the particulars now before I tell you all how right. I feel about it. Well, let me, let me start from the beginning, okay? Okay. Um, it started from the top where – my okay, it's two cousins involved. One is a female cousin and one is a male cousin, okay? Okay. Now my female cousin, um, the way I became aware of this fe- this female is because I'm not sure if it was Instagram or it was Facebook, but it was like um a post that she had put out there. And so I see this this female, she responded to my cousin's post and I'm like, Okay, you know, nice looking female. Right. So I responded to my female cousin, I was like, Hey, who who's old girl like that? Mm-hmm. So at that time, my cousin, um, the female cousin, responded like, "Oh yeah, yeah, she's um, she's um, somebody that moved here to Iowa for um, oh I'm not like you shouldn't have to get names or whatever, but okay, okay, well she's somebody that moved here to Iowa to um, mm-hmm. be with my cousin and everything, but he dogged her real bad, and you know he she gave him you know she gave him two times to deal with him or whatever, but 
both times he messed her over, right? Right. So I was like, okay, you know. And here's the thing about it, okay? This um, female, of course, she's African-American, right? Mm-hmm. Now, me and my cousin, we've always, over the years, always gone back and forth because I love black women. Okay. My, my cousin, the opposite, he loved white women. And mm-hmm. I guess that's real, that's real business right there. Right. So it was like we've always gone back and forth. Because, I mean, I pull the opposites on, on that situation right there. So um, I was like, wow, okay. So, you know, I, I waited a moment. I didn't try and reach out to this female, you know, mm-hmm. with that situation or whatever. Okay. And um, I reached out to my cousin. Okay. Mm, okay. I reached out to him on Facebook, you know, because we have, you know, it, prior to that, if I say probably about a year prior to that, we would go back and forth on Facebook about different topics or whatever the case may be and, mm-hmm. you know, confront each other on different situations or whatever, you know, just being friendly or whatever, friendly conversations mm-hmm. or whatever. And um, it was all good. But for some reason, on this, on this situation, I didn't come to him and tell him, hey, because I need to talk to you about this particular situation. But mm-hmm. I was like, hey, hit me up. And the first time I hit him up, he said, um, he, he hit me back. He says, hey, I'm doing an arena um, football competition or whatever, coaching or whatever. I'll hit you back later on tonight. Right. Well, the night went on. He never hit me back. Mm-hmm. So a week later, I'm like, hey, cuz, hit me back. He never hit me back. Okay, well, what's going on? So now hit him up again, cuz, I need you to hit me back. He never hit me back. So this female, you know, I hit her up and everything, and um, she was game and everything, and she was like, you know, we were talking for a moment and everything, and I was like, well, you know, I, I didn't know all the all the particulars of whatever the situation or whatever, mm-hmm. what they had been through, how long they had, you know, connected or whatever the case may be, even the depth of the depth of the situation, should I say? So we um we start talking, everything is vibing and everything, and it, it starts speedballing. If you ask me, it was like, right. oh, I'm like, okay, damn, you know, this is like. Whew, too good to be true almost right, to some right. extent. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So um, we started talking, and, and, I mean, she started being so damn giving. I mean, I mean, bro, she was reciprocating, I mean, sending gifts, everything. You know, I, I live in Michigan. She lives in Iowa. Mm-hmm. Everything was beautiful, right? Like, whoa, what the hell is going on here? So we just started connecting. So right. finally came down to the day where I said, okay, and I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm going to give you a good idea as to how this all played out. You was just in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, right? Uh-huh, right, I sure was. All right, now, do you recall that there was a group of those that was a, a table of people that was at that actual show that you actually ranked on them, right? You started talking about, to the, you, you, you came at them cold-hearted. And you, you was talking about, you asked her husband, would he, would he actually kill somebody for whatever the case may be? And um, he was like, yeah, and you asked him, you, you, came, you came back talking about there's a whole group of college girls that's graduating and everything. You said, you're right. Phil. That was my cousin, right? That was my female cousin right there. Okay. Okay, and I'm going to show you how close this is right now. Right. That was my cousin that you did it to. Okay. All right? So um, they, all, they, all come, they all come about, right? Right. And um, so I, I come to Iowa. At this time, you know, after all this time, we've been talking. I'm talking to this female on the phone. My cousin ain't responded. My male cousin ain't responded back to me. I, I still go the extra step. Right. I called my uncle, who's my cousin's father. 
and I say, hey, um, I met this female online. I become aware that she's connected to my cousin, to my to Nelson, your 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 son. What's the deal? Now this is his father, right? Right. His father says, Jim, don't worry about that. Nelson fucked up on that. He had a good opportunity with this. She's a good girl. He right. messed her over. Go ahead and do what you gotta do. Mm-hmm. She's a good girl. I said, uh, oh, for real? He says, Yeah. You all right? I said, mm. He said, you ain't got to go. He said, this is, my, this is my uncle who calls himself the patriarch of the family, right? Okay, I understand. He says, go for it. I said, oh, for real? He says, yeah. I said, okay. So I'm trying to do due diligence. You hear me? Right, I see. I'm here. Due diligence, be a man. I, I don't want no static. I don't want no problems. I, don't, I, don't, I want everything to be done right because I'm trying to do everything right as far as family go, right? Okay. So... I said, okay, um, wow. <laughs> so I go back, and I'm like, okay, why? Well, you know, I got the green light from the patriarch of the family to go full steam ahead with you, you know, Ma. So I, you know, I kick it with and everything. We start, you know, so I, I, I arrange to come and visit her in, you know, Iowa and everything. Right. Set the weekend up. I fly in, spend the weekend with her. Bro, I'm telling you, TK, she set everything up. Beautiful, man. I mean, I get there. When I arrived to the airport, to not to my knowledge, she even had one of her daughters in the in the breeze, mm-hmm. videotaping our actual first encounter. Was she? When I get to the airport, she meet me at the gate, first kiss and everything. You hear me? Right. I mean, I I didn't even know the girl was back in in, in the breeze until later. Okay. So. We we do the kiss and everything the whole weekend. When I get there, she's playing out a picnic. Okay, it rained in Iowa that weekend, so she said, okay, we couldn't do nothing on the outside, so she planned a picnic on the inside of a house and everything. Everything beautiful, right? Right. So <laughs> that Friday, lovely. Saturday, we go to Dubuque to go to Temptations Four Top Concert. Mm-hmm. Man, the girl, sexy, beautiful, and everything. Everybody looking at her like, "Wow, I'm feeling like the saw, man on top of the world, the, right?" I saw the picture. She <laughs> uh, bro, bro, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm on top of the fucking world. You hear me? Right. You know, I mean, even, even, oh, the white dudes, like, what the hell, dude? You're, you're lucky, man. <laughs> you know, <Right. laughs> you know. So I'm, I'm kicking it, right? Well, that actual next day, all my family lives in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. I decided to say, you know what? Since I ain't visiting in a long time. I've been away. I've been here in Michigan and everything. I want to see all my family. Right. So my auntie goes to a church. I said, hey, you know what? I want to go to church on Sunday and see my auntie and everything. Mm-hmm. We go to the church. Well, it's such a small. I mean, I'm sure you know how small Cedar Rapids, Iowa is. Yeah, small. <laughs> it's such a small little ass town. We go to church and everything. And I guess here we go. Small last town. People gonna gonna talk, right? Right, right. I go to town. I'm 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 I'm, I'm, I'm dressed and and doing my shit, you know, because I, I I'm I'm a Chicago nigga from from again, okay? Right. So I'm 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 dressed. I'm doing everything else. I, I stand out, right? So here I go. Somebody see, somebody talk, and now here's it's two different sides of the family. It's my mama's side of the family, and then it's his side of the family, which is his mama's side of the family. Right. 
they talk. Whoa, hold on. Ain't this a chick that he was dealing with? Right. Ain't that, ain't she whatever, son, you know, nephew, whatever? Whoa, what's going on with this? So here I go. I go back. She dropped me back, back in my hotel. She at home. We talking on the phone. Boom. Cousin pop up in her inbox. Whoa, word on the street is you talking to one of my cousins. Right. I'm just curious about your selection and your choice. Mm-hmm. Whoa. <laughs> so at this present time, now I'm like, hey, babe, what's the deal? Block and delete. I didn't try to reach out to this nigga, but he ain't gave me the respect of a man to, you know, hit me back. Right. You know? And so she like, um, well, and she starts a wavering and shit. I'm like, what's the wavering right now? Mm. What's the point? You know? And she starts talking about, well, he ain't never asked no questions. So here's why I start getting information. Come to find out. Bro, TK, they ain't never had closure. My cousin basically did this to her. He dogged it so bad that he had her move from Missouri to Iowa. Had chicks. Okay, man, it's so it's so it's so complex. I'm gonna let you talk. I'm <laughs> it's so complex because okay, here I, and I'm giving it to you the way I've been getting it, bits okay. and pieces, right? So here here's what's been happening. Like, when they were dating for a whole year between Missouri and Iowa, he would basically come to Missouri or they would alternate weekends or whatever. She would never come to his home base. Okay. She would never see how he operated from Iowa, but he would come to he would have her come to a hotel or whatever the case may be, so she never knew what the situation was, whether he was with somebody or, or whatever the case may be. Right. Okay. So she never knew if he had another chick or what the case may be. Never knew none of that. Right. So what she basically did, this was a whole year this went on, and she uprooted her whole family. She got she was she was dealing with a in a relationship with a guy for twenty plus years. You know she she wasn't like a whole girl. She wasn't all them like most chicks. They've been through you know a thousand different relationships. Right. She basically. She was. She started out. I mean, oh God, man, it's just to guess so much history, bro. I'm. I'm I, I don't know where to start with her. Take your, take your time. I got you. I'm gonna tell you how she started out. She had a lot of trauma in her life. When she was like seven years old, she witnessed her mom being murdered by her boyfriend. Okay. Okay. Trauma. Okay. Trauma. I, I felt it when she told me this whole situation. I was like, whoa, man, that's I couldn't imagine. Okay. Mm-hmm. She was forced to go and live with her father's mother, who was a good woman, but she was very rigid and very strict, okay? Mm -hmm. I'm raising you. You're going to be a good girl. That's it. That's how she raised her, right? Right. So she goes from there, 17 years old, due to all the rigidness and being so strict. I got to get up out of here. She goes to college. 17 years old. I'm on my own. She meets this white guy who wants to be a black guy, <laughs> and she decides to marry him. Mm. So 20 years old, she gets married, stays faithful to this guy, does everything for this guy, lives a whole life, 
wind up having six kids by this guy, three triplets, okay? Mm-hmm. She has kids by him? Yes. That's all, and that's the only one she has kids by. Okay. She like most of these chicks out here that got, like, you know, three or four baby daddies, right? Right. Has kids by this one man, six kids by this one white guy, right? After at one time. He, at, at one time. After all this infidelity that he went through, she don't know whatever the situation may be. Damn. She finally said, you know what, I can't deal with this no more. She bosses up, gets divorced, and moves on with her life. Ironically, she maintains a beautiful relationship with this guy. You hear me? I right. mean, beautiful. I mean, TK, this chick, the baby daddy or the ex-husband can come up, stay at her house, be with the kids, everything else. They ain't screwing or nothing else, and right. life goes on with them, okay? Mm-hmm. That's how good she is with him, okay? Okay. So, all this takes place. This is I'm trying to give you this girl's character. This is the reason I'm evaluating all this stuff with her, okay? So I'm right. not I'm not one of them guys that just get caught up with bullshit, okay? Right. So I'm seeing how she um she she operates with him. I'm like, okay, she's loyal. That's that's important to me. She's loyal. So she <laughs> meets my cousin. I'm giving you the timeline of her life. She meets my cousin on Facebook through some type of post or whatever. And they go back and forth. My cousin was in college in Missouri, where she where she lived. Mm-hmm. She wind up moving to Iowa based off their connection. Right. And my man dogs her. Now here's where I come in. I simply tried to figure out what the whole connection was. Right. My my female cousin just told me, hey, you know, hooked up with her and everything, and he dogged her or whatever. He didn't do her right. She did it a couple of times. She gave him another chance and everything, and, and that was the situation. Well, when I hit, the, when I, when I hit her up, I hit her up on Facebook, and man, I can even screenshot you our previous conversation. I was like, you know, look, you know, <laughs> I heard that she was with my cousin and everything, but I don't know all the details. And even when she gave me a phone number, I said, you know what, this could be kind of messy, but, I, you know, I'm going to reach out and see what's going on. Right. Talk on the phone, fam. Talk on the phone. I said, I'm going I'm, to I'm reach out and see what's going on with the situation, right. right? And so she was, she agreed and everything and said, yeah, it could be kind of messy and everything, you know, but let's see where it goes. Bro, I, 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 don't, I, I don't know where to go with it, but like I said, it, it, it goes back to that full circle where I came that weekend to Iowa. Beautiful weekend. We had even gone to the situation where we decided where we weren't going to try and, and automatically going to have a sex with each other and everything. We was right. going. I don't know if you can even um if you know anything about you know um, Megan Good and her husband or whatever. Right, and they have right. the whole situation with the weight, the the whole situation, the weight or whatever. Right. But we started reading that book together. Okay. The weight. Talking about we was going to wait to have sex and everything else. We weren't going to go into all that, you know, getting together and screwing and everything else because we figured that when you have sex, it kind of clouds up the whole concept of knowing each other and, and dealing with the important things in life, right? Right. We decided to try and do that. It was beautiful, bro. It seemed like it was like a match made in heaven based off that principle alone, right? Mm-hmm. Like I said, we go to Iowa I mean, the, the sexual tension is there. And it's obviously the sexual tension is there. Like I said, I get there the whole weekend. We we talking, and true enough, we didn't have, quote-unquote, intercourse, but 
without saying the details, a lot of things did happen, okay? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. And like I said, that night when my cousin hit her up, it opened up a whole can of worms. It was like, and come to find out, they had never had a closure. You know how most people, when they have a closure, it's like, fuck you, I don't care about you, you this and you that. Right. They had never had that. My cousin had basically just ghosted on that ass, you hear me? Mm-hmm. He was basically just, you know, disappeared, like, you know, didn't give her no closure, whatever the case may be. And I had no idea of this. Mm-hmm. And so when all this started happening, this was her moment of, oh, finally I found somebody that cares about me on the front end and values me on the front end and not on the back end. Right. Oh, now you're like, you know, you're you're worried about me dealing with somebody that values me compared to you just ghosting on me in, in so many words. So here I am telling her, hey, fuck that, delete and block this nigga. And she's like, don't demand nothing of me. And I'm like, what the fuck you mean don't demand nothing of you? That's what she told you? Yeah. She was like, why are you demanding wait, wait, of wait, me? Wait, 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 wait. So you're vibing, you telling her to block homeboy because you don't want no distractions and that's and that's what real players do. You block up all outside interference so a woman could be totally Fuck TK, I'm so man. fucking glad you see this, man. I thought I was right. crazy, bro. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. That's the way you want it. Absolutely. I agree. But go ahead. I thought I was crazy, man, because I went to my sister, man, and and my sister came with that old soft-ass shit like, oh, you can't demand a woman to do this, do that. And I'm like... Nah, nah, that's what the fuck you supposed to do, nigga. Damn, TK, you just don't know how the fuck that good that feel to hear somebody tell me the real. Yeah, like, nah, bitch, I'm fucking with you. But if a woman is down with you, she's going to do it, though. She's going to be like, no, that's not a problem. I'm going to block that nigga right now. Oh. But I'm going to... I got something deep for you. Keep Keep going. Man, dude, I, I was like, so I'm on the phone with her that night while this is happening. I'm like, delete and block that nigga right there. I'm on the uh, phone with her at the, at the very moment this is happening. And she's like, no, I need, you know, he's asking me questions about why and this and that, and I need to explain to him or whatever. I'm like, no, what the fuck? Right, you know, no, you don't. I mean, so that was the first time we ever had an altercation right there. Right. So here's what where all the drama starts to begin. So from there... Because of that situation, because it, it became aware, you know, apparent now that she still has feelings for him and she wants to have some type of connection to him, right? shit just started fucking up. Yep. <laughs> you know, so now it's like, okay, your mental state and everything that you've been saying right now seems to be like bullshit right now. Right. And so now she wants to, you know, I'll I never forget that night that she dropped me off in my, back in my hotel. She's praising me and talking about how good I've made her feel, how, you know, me being so great to her, sending her flowers, being so kind to her, has made her smile every day. And I told her, I said, look, baby girl, I need you to understand one thing. I'm not Jesus. I'm not God in flesh, okay? Right. I said, you know, it's some things about me that may not be perfect. Right. I said, you ain't seen them yet, but they may not be perfect. I I said, I may have a sharp tongue. I may say some things that may be out of line sometimes, so I just want to warn you. That I ain't, I ain't perfect. Right. And I'm looking for somebody to understand that. I'm not looking for somebody to look at me as being Jesus because I'm not God in flesh, okay? Right. You know, I'm telling the chick that, right? So sure enough, you know, as I'm, as I'm revealing this to her, 
you know, that's that. And I don't know if you give somebody sometimes ammunition to kill yourself with, but, you know, I'm telling her this. So after that, you know, she kept doing things that were catered to or, or, or keep the door open for my cousin, talking about how um, she would say things like, I, I, I still love him, and if he was trapped on the side of the road or whatever the case may be and he needed or if he called me and said, hey, T, I need you, you know, I would come to his rescue. What the fuck, man? I don't want to hear that bullshit, man. Know, you know, right, right. you know, and and that's my, this is my blood. So yeah, I would come to him. You know what I'm saying? Right. Don't get me wrong, TK. This is my cousin. This is my mother's brother's son. This is not like right. a three, four, five generation cousin. Right. So yeah, I would come to that nigga to myself. I mean, even to this day, even though I'm pissed off or whatever, yeah, I would come to that nigga right now. Right. But the point remains, who wants to – and we've we've had – bro, we were talking like three or four hours a day on the phone with the, with this chick. So I'm like, you know, even to this day, you know, I, would, I told her when, when, it, when the rules were being set with my cousin, I said, you know what? I said, I understand you was living with my cousin, but here's my thing. I just don't want the nigga to be able to fuck you no more. And I told her straightforward like that, TJ. Right. right. Straightforward. Right. Those words, those exact words. I didn't say screw you. I, I said fuck you. I right. don't want to live with a fuck you no more. Right. You hear me? Because I was just that exact because I've learned to be that in my old age. Mm-hmm. You know, be just that exact with people. You can't beat around the bush with people. People have to know exactly how you feel and where, you, where you're coming from. You know? And so she was like, no, he can never do that or whatever again. But again, I'm not knowing that the situation of their relationship that they never had is quote unquote closure. So to make a long story short, TK, so as time goes on, she started doing all this kind of crazy stuff, started, you know, wavering here and there. Mm-hmm. And then she, because of the fact that I, I revealed to the fact that, hey, now I'm going to tell you something about me, TK. I may not call you a bitch. I may not call you a whore. But my tongue can be sharp, okay? Right. You hear me? Right. And so I'm one of them Chicago niggas, right? Right. I was ra- I was raised in the street. Right. And when I see bullshit and I see gang, I'm gonna say something about it, okay? Right. And I'm gonna be real with you about it. Understand. She could she she couldn't she couldn't deal with that. Mm-hmm. So when I would come to her sharp and say, Hey, 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 that ain't good. Mm-hmm. Oh, you being sharp. You being you being dogmatic. You you're talking to me any kind of way. No, I'm not, ma. I'm, I didn't call you out of your name. Mm-hmm. I use adverbs and adjectives. Right. You know, I told you how I felt about a situation. Now you're trying to say that I'm I, I'm sharp. Now you're trying to say, oh, oh, he drinks too much or or whatever. You're trying to pick. You're trying to nick him. How, how did my light go out? Mm-hmm. How did how did one woman you going you gonna say that I, I'm 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 the light of your world and now all of a sudden because I'm pointing out the darkness here, you gonna say that I'm this and I'm saying I'm that. It's because you don't want your bush to be exposed. Right. You know? And so that's what stuff started going downhill. Well, let me tell you what I just did. I sat and I listened to you because I could tell this is heavy on your heart and I wanted you to vent. You know, sometimes when people have problems and you have a friend, people won't always interrupt and try to give advice instead of letting the person vent. Sometimes you got to let people vent. Now, 
remember I first had this conversation, I said, you've got to know, you have to see the room. You've got to know the climate, the temperature of the room. You've got to see the whole feel. Remember? Mm-hmm. What you didn't see was the whole feel, player. Hmm. You, why, one, we just talked about this the other day. Black men are always running towards a problem. Mm. So you ran towards a problem. This bitch got six kids, nigga. <laughs> Is you out your motherfucking mind? Bro, oh, my God. I'm stupid. <laughs> yeah, you're stupid, man. So listen to me. And, and not just you. A lot of niggas do it. She a pretty bitch, fat ass, nice skin, but you didn't look at the whole picture. Mm. What's her background? What's her financial situation? How many kids does she have? Where does she live? What's her mindset? All these things a man has to ask himself or they end up in a situation that you're in. You didn't ask yourself none of these questions. You just ran because you saw a I saw the bitch picture. The bitch is fine. He said it to me. But when I see people, I look deeper. I, I look at the surroundings. There's a bitch walking. Our niggas chase bitches that's walking. That bitch ain't walking to a car. I ain't saying shit to a bitch. <laughs> you ran towards a woman that has six kids with a motherfucking another man. Then... She left one city with six kids to come fuck with your cousin. Your cousin just wanted to fuck her. She got caught up. Cousin fucked her. He saw that he couldn't handle all the motherfucking six kids. So he promised her some lies. The bitch fell for it, right? Wow. And he fell. He fell back. You was already in love with the bitch. That's why you started calling your cousin to try to be a man about a situation that was already a failure. See, the bitch was already a failure. She's a nice person, but her credit history, meaning her baggage, her choices, and her past does not suit you. doesn't mean she's horrible. Her choices and her mistakes that she made in the past doesn't suit how you're living your life. Hmm. So... The cousin answered me back because he's busy or whatever. Well, he ain't just really fucking with you right now. He's just probably busy. But you go put the suit on. And you go get all dressed up. You go down the aisle for some pussy that you could have got in the local area, right, with a bitch that don't have no kids, with a bitch that got a nice job, with a bitch that got a home car, with a bitch that's going to listen to you when you say, block that nigga. And that bitch like, I'm doing that shit right now. You went clearly out of state to a bitch that didn't listen to you. Right? Watch where I'm going there because I'll let you talk. Now, what this bitch did to you is what your cousin did to her. Now, she felt you. Yeah, you talking some fly shit. Okay, yeah, you bought a bitch some flowers. But look at her choices. Your cousin dogged her. At first, you was making it seem like that's bad. Oh, he dogged the TK. I'm the knight in shining armor. Oh, TK, I like this bitch. We ain't really fucked. We read Morgan uh, on the girls' book and shit about waiting for sex and shit. Well, you should have been just like your cousin and fucked her and left her too. 
<laughs> but you fell in love kind of with the bitch, right? And she wasn't looking for love. She wanted somebody to really be mean to her and like your cousin. Like he, he treated her like shit. But it's not like she really liked him. She just couldn't conquer him. Oh, he, yeah, he 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 didn't do what you did. He didn't <laughs> he didn't fall in love with her and set her flowers and shit. He fucked her and the bitch couldn't get him back on the phone no motherfucker boy. Cause he lied to her. He got it down there. He saw everything. He you know there's a lot of motherfuckers that lie that steer women on, and it's true. And he did it. And then that's the person. You got to hold motherfuckers accountable before you start making lifetime drastic decisions. So she got that. She didn't want to. She didn't do it purposely. I don't think she's that smart. You was just too nice, nigga. You are so real. You hear me? Yeah, she, you, just, <laughs> you are speaking yeah, you, that. You you speaking it as it is, man. I swear to God, you are. So I evaluate yeah. this situation. Yeah, you would just treat her nice. She doesn't want that. Her whole thing about can. She wants motherfuckers to do what your cousin did. That's how come she told your cousin, oh, I'll go pick him up off the road if he needs me. But I would have told you, if I knew this, if I'd have got back to you weeks ago, that's why I said that you get you a new bitch. Remember I texted you that? I said, get you yep. a new bitch. Because I didn't want you to get caught up in a family situation because here's the fucked up part about your choice. Your aunts will remember this for the rest of their lives over this bitch that you went to church with, that you walked in like you some Billy D. motherfucking Williams, night and shining armor. Chicago, you know you dress nice because you out, you outshine everybody that was in the room because of your swag. But in actuality, you was the motherfucking biggest fool in the room because now the bitch ain't fucking with you. She ain't fucking with you. But this impression that your aunts and them have of you because you wanted to be the bigger man, call your cousin. You wanted to be the bigger man to be a man when you walked in the church with her. I'm I'm that guy. It's a beautiful woman here. But family, I'm the nigga that'll tell you you was a mother fucking fool because you lost on so many levels because you did not evaluate the room. You didn't see the whole field. You didn't look at it like, okay, I'm dealing with family here. I'm just going to fuck the bitch. We can stay at a hotel, but I'm not. We ain't going out in public, bitch. Fuck that. I love my family too much to get caught up in this shit because my aunts and uncles gonna remember shit for the rest of their motherfucking life. Even if I marry another bitch, and they come to the wedding, they always gonna remember you fucked your cousin's girlfriend, right? Right now, your cousin who dogged her is gonna look at you as you ain't shit. He can't never trust you no more. Right. That's what I'm talking about right there. Yep, he can't trust you no more because you knew he was fucking with this bitch, whether he dogged her, whether he, I don't give a fuck what he did to her. The law is 
You shouldn't have fucked with her. I didn't say you didn't. Now, watch what I'm saying. You shouldn't have fucked with her. But I'm not saying you shouldn't have fucked her. What I mean by that is... I shouldn't have made it known. You could, you shouldn't have made it known. You still could have fucked her. And she could have kept it to herself. You kept it to yourself. Y'all could have even been in the same room years later. She could have married a nigga. And that stayed between you and her. Man, you're right about that. TK, and it's nope. amazing that you're saying this shit because this is all the shit that I process in my own mind. Right. Nobody has to know. But now we have this bad situation. It's not bad, but it's a bad situation. Right? So how do we fix this? Don't say nothing. I'm asking a question to hear myself. How do we fix this for family? How do we fix this about a woman that pretty much, she didn't play you, maybe it was something about you, she didn't like, you know, maybe your dick is little, maybe you got a fat stomach, maybe you got bad breath. I mean, it could be anything. We don't know what turned her off or what made her sway. Right? We don't know. You just know that you was willing, you like this bitch so much, you was willing to help her and them six motherfucking kids she got. I know you was. Huh. And I tell people all the time, you know there's a group of college bitches graduating. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole team coming out. Motherfuckers with a fresh start. No children. No baggage. But time is going to help you your cousin. I'm going to give you an example. Back in the 90s, I caught a attempted grand larceny case with Puffy. Yeah, you talk about that, yeah. Mm-hmm. the grand larceny. Now, my cousin, who's a federal agent, is my cousin. Like, this is my mother's sister's son. We, we, we've been close our whole lives. I'm flying in North, New Jersey. And I tell my cousin, hey, I bought this jewelry when I was lying. I said, yo, go to New York. I need you to pick this jewelry up for me. And then bring it to my show, because I had a show, a comedy show that night in North New Jersey. And hold on one second, it's a, a show I'm doing in, in, in Houston. Um, yeah, it's a show for me in Oklahoma, July 20th. Um, yeah, I'm blessed, yo, with these shows. But yes, sir. my cousin goes, picks up the jewelry. Now, I'm not knowing that the state of New York City is on my ass. They arrest my cousin. Now, can you imagine that? It's a federal agent. They thinking that the feds is doing something in New York for the scam. Mm. But my cousin, he's a smart motherfucker. He gets out of the situation. But now my cousin is looking for me. He's looking for me because he's going, my cousin loves me, but he's about to arrest me. But they can't find me. I don't go to the show because all my street niggas was there. And I called him. I said, yo. He said, man, don't you come to this motherfucker. They said, there's so many police here. You'd have thought motherfucking um, um, Clinton had got shot. So I took a cab from Manhattan to Philadelphia and caught a plane from Philadelphia to Greenville, South Carolina. Because the very next day, I was opening that for my man. What's his name? He passed away. Um, 
He's out of Cleveland. He's he's the son of the OJs. Gerald Levert. Gerald Levert. Yes, sir. I did a show, and months after that, Gerald died. But I, mm. I was on a show with him, with Gerald Levert. I was just opening that. So months go by. Now the police is looking for me. And long story short, um, I'm supposed to go to prison. And I fight the case. Me and my cousin don't talk for almost 10 years. Damn. My uncle is like, yo, you need to talk to Lawrence and work this out. My uncle, you know, he's the, um, the leader of the family as well. But I know how my cousin is. My cousin is stern and don't give a fuck. And I don't give a fuck. So I kept telling my uncle, fuck him. I ain't apologize to shit. Because he ain't going to accept my apology. I'm sure I'm going with the story. I said, he ain't going to accept my apology. Fuck that. Fuck that nigga. And I know he was saying fuck me too. My mother, you know. Man, that's exactly how me and my cousin are right there. He's like, fuck yeah. me, fuck me. Yeah, fuck him, fuck him. See, this is over female. This is over money. This is over jury. But watch where I'm going. I'm going to tell you how it's going to work itself out. So one day, after about 10 years now, I'm doing a show in New Jersey. Packed. I walk in that motherfucker. I see my cousin for the first time in 10 years. As soon as we see each other, we hug each other because this is my nigga. Do you hear me? Like, my cousin is my nigga. We, We tight. As soon as we hugged, I said, man, I'm sorry. Blood. He said to me, nigga, fuck that shit. We family. Blood. That's what he said to me. He said, nigga, fuck that shit. We family. And me and him been rolling ever since that moment like nothing never happened. My point with you is if your cousin... Can allow if he ain't got no bitchness in him. I don't know him. If he ain't got no type of weak-minded shit about his soul or how he moves through life, he gonna say, "Yo, nigga, fuck that bitch. We family." And y'all could go on. It's just, but the thing about life beginning of time, men have gone to war over pussy. Men have gone to great heights of murder over pussy. Men have gone killed the nigga, been married to another bitch, and because the bitch chose that nigga out of rage and hate, killed that nigga. So fall back, I'm going to ask you a question. Let me put this out first. Go ahead. Fall back. And next time, say excuse me when you interrupt me. And next time, fall back. And don't even say nothing about this shit no more to your family members. Don't say shit. Because they talk about it. You better believe. And you and your mama name come up, they think about you and this bitch. But people that small-minded... And no disrespect to Iowa. They ain't got nothing else to talk about. 
Man, you right, nigga. You right. It is nothing else to talk about up there. I was there. Man. If you follow this strategy and fall back and don't bring it up, it might heal itself. But you also got to be man enough to live with your choice. See, the choice you made to fuck her, the choice you made to go out in public with her, you have to live with that decision. But it's what your valuable lesson. It's not motherfucking checkers. It's chess. Yeah. You, did, you did a bad thing by wanting to be the hero, nigga. You wanted to be a hero of a bitch that got six motherfucking kids? Huh. You got your motherfucking mind? Oh, you a real nigga. You know that you a real nigga. I'm just saying. Over, just think about it for a second. Over some ass. You want you real. You wanted to take care of six motherfucking kids that ain't kids. Motherfucker, you right? Is you out your motherfucking mind, man? Nigga, you right? Kiki, I'm asking you one question. Uh huh. You know, I told you my sister is your biggest fan, right? Right. Call that motherfucker right now and tell her what exactly you told me. Because she, 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 my, she my biggest supporter, right? Right. Can I call her right now? I mean, she's the one that want to cancel, right? Right. Yeah, call her. Don't say I'm on the phone yet. All right. I'm going to call her right now, okay? Right. Yeah. I and you, t- you, you tell her the, the information you gave me, okay? Right. Oh, hold on, okay? Yeah, don't, just don't say I'm on the phone. Just click over, just start talking, and then I'm just going to work my way smooth in. All right, hold on one second, okay? All right. All right. TK. Yes, sir. She ain't available for a while. She ain't answer? Let me try one more time, okay? No, 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 no. It's okay. It's that we couldn't make it happen, family. I can't spend a lot of time on it, though, but she'll hear, this, she'll hear the podcast. Just make sure you tell her to listen to it, and we'll give her a shout-out. Now, what kind of cancer she has? Leukemia. Oh, man, let me tell you, it's, it, it, I had a woman that I was um, married to that lied to me. She said she had myeloid leukemia, and I'm going to take this bitch back to court and have her ass arrested, but that's a whole other story. But um, real quick, i got to promote my um, sponsors and all that type of shit. You know, I'm the kind of, i got to make it happen. One second. But hey, but I, do, I donated stem cells to my sister, man, and through that uh, she was actually in remission. That is so beautiful, yo, that you can pull something like that, you know. One second, let me get this information out, and everybody know where I'm going with this, you know. It's that credit time, y'all. No uh, doubt, no doubt. Whatever you got to do, bro. Yeah, I always tell people about their credit, you know, and that you got to mess with this young lady named Cheryl Anderson. She does credit um, restoration, including a, she got a 14-year track record, all on your computer, smartphone, no background checks, all the time. So she can get you a job to um, handling your own workable people. We'll put, put it like this: she does credit repair and personalized credit repair with Trust PA, hundred thousand insurance, medical exam, personalized website. All this you can get. Not only just working on your credit, but you can also work for her as a business partner to start your own game too. So I Hey T K, you know so you know so I wanna bless you. I want I wanna show you how guys bless me, bro. Uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. You know, I prayed to God and asked God, I said, man, you know what? I ain't never made six figures in my life, right? Right. Here I find out, man, I started working this job, man. I'm driving as I drive coach buses and everything, limousines and everything. And here I started figuring out my, my, my weekly wage and everything. Mm-hmm. And here I find out, bro, that I'm making six figures without me even thinking about it. Well, that's good. But I told you before, don't interrupt me when I'm doing something. So hold on one second. I got something else for you. Yes, sir. Right, so it's going to be maximize your credit scores. I need you to call Shell Anderson um, to help you with your credit. All right. She helps with foreclosures, student loans, late payments, bankruptcies, charge offs, public records, mm. collections, judgments, repossessions, tax liens, short sales, medical bills, child support, evictions. Mm. I need you to call her at area code 678-770-2172. All right? Receive. Receive. Right. Now, ladies and gentlemen, next week, this Saturday coming, the show of the year in Coney Island with me, my man, um, who am I on the show with? George Wallace, Mark Perry. Let me pull it up. This is going to be a great show. This is going to be with George Wallace, Tony Roberts, Mark Curry, Smokey Suarez, Big Daddy Kane, Trev Rock, Milky D from Audio 2 at the Amphitheater at Coney Island on the Boardwalk, 3052 West 21st Street, Brooklyn, New York. All right? Um, listen to me, everybody. You already know how I get down. This shit going to be awesome, motherfucker. chain. Let me repeat the names again. George Wallace. Tony Roberts, Mark Curry, Smokey Soares, Big Daddy Kane, Chad Rock, Milky D, Audio 2. Um, I mean, Milky D from Audio 2. Um, for tickets and further information, you can call area code 718-282-8041 or Ray Dijon at area code 718-612-6997. So now listen, fam, I got something for you. Um, I got a guy here in Washington, D.C., that drives with um, Rick Ross, Baby, everybody. This is my nigga he on his own company up here. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to link y'all two up so y'all can exchange numbers so that if they ever need a driver anywhere around that part of the world, you can get yourself some money. Most definitely. You know, because they sent the, um, a motherfucking Lincoln car down. I had Charlotte. I did a show in Charlotte, and I was supposed to catch a flight, but I had to do radio Saturday, Friday morning, right? On the right. show. And I said, yo, my flights don't come in at 1 o'clock. Yo, they had a car. They had a driver drive from Washington, D.C., six hours to Charlotte. Mm-hmm. When I got done with my show, the motherfucker was there waiting for me. I went right in my hotel room, packed my shit, got in the truck, went to sleep, woke up the next morning, in time, maybe an hour early to do radio in Washington, D.C. for my show Friday night. It was a crazy schedule. But, right. Yeah, but I try to put that grind in no matter how things go down. But getting back to our story, and congratulations on your six figures. I hate that I interrupted you, too. You have to live with your decision. But the great thing about it is you'll be able to tell somebody one day what not to do. Yes, sir. Because lessons is a thing of, yeah, it might hurt you, 
but you will be able to save somebody else from their pain. And you have to go through something to teach someone something. Because right. if you haven't gone through anything, you can't teach nobody shit. Yes, sir. And even though I seem like I'm smart, you know, people are like, oh, CK, you're a real nigga. you smart as hell. No, I'm really a motherfucker who made a lot of mistakes and just learned from them after mistakes. I, you know, I lived. You know, some people don't live. I have lived and made mistakes and made some bad ones, made some great ones. But now I'm giving, I've gotten this platform to help people like you and people around the world. And that's all I can ask for, you know. So I tell people all the time, may your pain be champagne. Hmm. So that's just a real thing. I mean, that's, that's from one of my homies uh, who's, who's deceased now, the great Eric Von Zip out of motherfucking New York City. We've been friends uh, for so many years. And, uh, you know, he's a good dude. So... Here we are. I hope this um, help bring some closure to your decision and how you have to strategize now moving forward with your family. Yes, and sir. how now when you meet a woman, evaluate the whole thing, yo. Just don't because she was nice, she sucked your dick and shit, she got a fat ass. Look at the real shit. And this bitch take a bill. Because the bitch have problems with her car about to be reposed. Because she have food in the refrigerator. Am I staying in her house or am I staying in the hotel? See, because whenever you go visit a woman, you should always stay at a hotel. Yes, sir. I did. Okay, cool. Never. And this is for the people listening. Never stay at a woman's house. Even if she I, would oh, I would never do that shit. I would never do that shit. You want to stay here? Nah, bitch. I don't know if you got a nigga trying to kill you. Mm. I'm not coming to your motherfucking house. My fans, y'all hear me? You hear me, fellas? You hear me, men? Hear him. So if you can't go, if you can't get to a hotel room or bring her to your spot, don't you go in the woman's house. And ladies, y'all too. You know, you go in the man's house, evaluate everything when you walk in during the Now, a woman should go to a man's house, but she still has to evaluate. Did you, did, did, when you came in the house, did you go down three steps? Meaning, did you go in the basement of, of his mother's house? Did you have to lean forward so your head would hit that brick right by the door because he lived downstairs in the basement? Are you laying in the bed in this place and it's drafty? because he's so down on, on the lower part of the house that no matter what they do, the hair gets underneath there and you got to put on the... <laughs> you got to turn on the uh, on the, the blankets because you got a, a heat blanket. Do you really want a motherfucking live like that? Or my nigga, I, I, ain't, I, I ain't that bum-ass nigga. No, I'm just... This is for my fans. And I'm asking you ladies, did you go, or did you go all the way upstairs in that little room in the top corner of the house? On the fifth floor, he got a little room in there, a little refrigerator, little juices and shit, some watermelon packages and chunks of seeds and shit. He got a little Hennessy, and you, you think you motherfucking happy. Everybody, listen to what I'm telling you. Make sure you tell people around, your friends, your families, 
you got to listen to the T.K. Kirkland podcast. Yes, sir. I'm trying to give y'all so much. This nigga's trying to make you real. Because like I said, I don't put other podcasts down. But other podcasts, what they do is complain, right? They complain. I tell you shit to change your motherfucking life. Yes, sir. Yes, you do. I change your motherfucking life. Yes, sir. I, I, I wish you. I wish you the best, fam. You got my number now, so you family. Hopefully, you talking to it, ladies and gentlemen. On that note, remember about Cheryl Anderson credit. Remember to tell everybody that knows somebody about the TK Kirkland podcast. Make sure that you check out my show when I'm in your city. You know, and God has been truly good to me, and I want to thank all my fans for being down with me for so many years and respecting the 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 messenger, um, me doing what I need to do out here in this universe. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go. And, and to the young lady, your brother really loves you, and I hope that you have a great recovery. And this is, this is the T.K. Kirkland Show. May God bless you, and may your pain be champagne. We out. Make sure you follow T.K. Kirkland on Instagram at T.K. underscore Kirkland. For more information about upcoming events and more, visit www.officialtkkirkland.com. This episode of the T.K. Kirkland Show was produced by Chris Thomas, executively produced by Charlemagne the God. This is an official Loudspeakers Network production.